So, horseshoe lounge at Roosters. Hey. What should we talk about? Is it fun mm. and casual, or is it neither? It's today. It's fun and dramatic. Dramatic. Yeah. That's what people want. Yeah. In their entertainment, is mm. fun and drama. All right. Well, we're gonna have that. That's mm. Comedies, way. drama, all of the above. Cotton Bowl? No, probably not. Missouri? Mm. Uh, who cares? I yeah. don't know. Drinkwitz threw some drama. I kind of like that coach. Yeah, getting on there. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Hold on. Here's, <laughs> I got someone say, beeping in. When you say beeping in, that basically <laughs> tells someone I'm over forty. How old you I'm are? I'm over forty yeah, years old. Nobody knows he, what that means. I think he What's ruined a, his cachet as like a younger head coach. <laughs> What's up? Like, what do you mean beeping, beeping in? I got call waiting. Call, call, no, I guess call. they still have call waiting on iPhones. I don't. Yeah, but no it, one but, says yeah. beeping <laughs> in. I got another call because it used to beep, and yeah. now you can actually look and see who it is. Justin's Wick, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. We are at Roosters. It is a fun, casual joint. Is it casual now? Or is it a casual conversation now? The conversation probably won't be. Uh, Was the money on the nightstand casual? Ooh, that's that's a case-by-case basis, Bob. Okay, well, um, start digging in. Ohio State's going to need a new starting quarterback. <clears throat> Kyle McCord is in the portal. Jay-Z, what are your thoughts? Uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, this morning, he just kind of, I mean, 11-1 and one as a starter, 3,000 yards, 24 TDs, 6 INTs, you know, seemingly had a decent year uh, as a first-time good num- starter. Good numbers. Numbers can be misleading. Mm-hmm. You know, we all watch the games. We all know there were times where it did look like, what the heck's going on here? Second team, Big Ten, third team. Third team. But he always kind of found his way and got better in the second half, and it was just like a weekly thing. I, I did not... I did not think the season went to a point where we wouldn't have a starting quarterback going into a bowl game. I don't understand. I saw Ryan yesterday talk about how it was just going to be an open competition. At that point in time, I was like, Ooh. "So that's a long way." So that's a what? long ways away. And I'm just everything's up. Everything just like man, like good on you letting your starting quarterback or letting the guy who started for you this season know. I'm sure he learned know that a few days. Well, ago. Fa- fair enough, but you're doing it out in public now. I mean, yeah. you're coming out and saying it. We're not gonna. We're gonna have an open competition. Yeah. So, and Ryan Day knew he was gonna be asked that on Sunday. Okay, yeah. so like it's not like he went into that and got shell shocked and be like, "Oh, I can't believe I'm being asked this question." They they are not paying attention to everything that gets said in the media, but they know generally the vibe with which they are going to be approached on a press conference yeah. like that. Um, that conversation happened obviously a few days ago, where it's, "Hey, we can't commit to this long term because this wasn't right this season." Now, doesn't mean it was all on Comic Accord. Of course, and it doesn't mean that it wasn't on Cal McCord in some ways because clearly his inconsistency through the year was an issue that we talked about here all the time and any other media outlet in the country that's talking about Ohio State football was like, the quarterback play is up and down. There's no guarantee that the quarterback play goes up from here, and I think that's an important thing for people to understand. What do you mean? When you say, like, fire the coach, you don't always get a better one? That's right. Yeah, you don't. there are not always better options out there? Sometimes if you, you look... Just- Across at your neighbor's yard. Mm, does it look greener it, it sometimes? It may sometimes seem greener, but if you mm. get a closer inspection, it may not be. It might be paint. It might be. It might be field turf. You never so know. that's the problem. I mean, you don't know what happens from here. There, there, there is a inherent risk in moving on from a three-year quarterback who's going to be a fourth-year starter, a you know, fourth-year guy who's starting for the second season. Like, there's a lot of things that you have just put back on the reset button yeah. for Ohio State. Well, we and kept saying, like, hey, more experience, better be offensive better. line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you would think everything would be a little bit better going into next you season. You would think, but, but now, not so much. <laughs> what well, Wild West. And, you, but, and there's something in there, Berm. You said Ohio State moving on. Like, this is not. No, it's not a one-sided conversation. Yeah, and look, I, they're both – 
involved in this. I don't I don't think you can actually call it a mutual decision, but if Ryan Day is saying not fully committed, going to have an open competition to go into 2024, and you're Kyle McCord, Bob, and he's like, well, I'm 12-1 and one as a starter. Got a lot of good film. Yeah, I, I could make a lot of money in the portal. Yeah, that's And silly. if I'm not yeah. appreciated yeah, here. Matt Rule told yeah. us that. 1.5 to yeah. 2 mil for a new quarterback. Are Did we going to drop that for a new quarterback next year? That's what I want to know. Uh, I'm guessing if we get someone of substance out of the portal that that would be, going to have to. be table stakes. Like, Matt Rule didn't throw that number out there. <laughs> for like, no reason. Willy-nilly. He's letting, his, he's letting his people know. This is what's going to take to get yeah. us a good yeah. quarterback This is here. what it's going to take. And, by the way, I've, I've pulled the audience. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> yeah. this is what it's looking like. Yeah. Maybe some of them are bluffing, and they really are only holding like a pair of threes. But it seems like mm-hmm. they've kind of went all in. and this well, Especially is considering be. Nebraska went portal last year for the quarterback, and it did not go well. Yes. So I think that was definitely Matt Rule going, uh, if you this, want better, you're going to have to. It's also some. why you see the quarterbacks attached to Nebraska being not Riley Leonard and not Cam Ward. And well, you think about that. I just saw Dylan Gabriel got in the portal. Dylan mm-hmm. Gabriel played yeah, pretty I mean, well. He weirdly already had three suitors yeah, Mississippi, for Mississippi, USC. And this is because of NIL, because the money that Jackson Arnold, the backup quarterback at Oklahoma, is being needed or that he needs to stay in their program. Allocated. Burn. Needed for Jackson Arnold. Signing. You, you've given him too much to have him not be the starter heading into yeah. year two. So now... Dylan Gabriel has no choice. So it's, a little bit, well, it's a little bit like the NFL. No, I mean, a little got, bit, yeah. Too We're much, paying him too much. We without get him agents on the or oh, tampering right. rules well, or agent. They, 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 not, advise, not certified advisors. advisors, not certified legal agents, not uh, you know advisors, tampering rules, etc. It's just such a disaster what has been created, and that's that's all. That's, that's a, college. Totally football. different conversation. Yeah. We're talking about college that's for the That's for the summer. So the question is, where do they go? And this is a two-part answer because you start thinking about Missouri and the Cotton Bowl, and what you do for that game is not necessarily the way you approach things heading into spring because you are going to have Aaron Nolan on the roster in January. So at the but worst, I don't, I'm not a fan the of the worst, true freshman. No, no, no. But starter. at the worst case, you're going to go into spring with Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholz, and Aaron Nolan. How is that? The worst that might case. be best case scenario. I think it could be worse. Yeah, bring, yeah, I mean, I think I, that might be. I best think case. in the big picture of winning games next year. Maybe the best case is finding a quarterback who's played a lot of football and can come in and run the offense I, and be a one-year rental so that the other guys can continue to develop. I agree. The problem with that is that if you do that, if if it's if it's known that you're searching for you a, rent it a, rather than buy it, correct. If you but you can rent it. That's where we go back to that money on the nightstand, bro. But you can still lose one of. But, or more yeah. of the guys that are in your or in, room. Or more. So you're going to go out and get somebody who played last year, and hopefully they had a good record because that means they played well, maybe like an 11-1 or something like that. Oh, okay. And yeah, 11-1, gonna, that's not, is, that's that too, is that too good? That's not realistic. Most of those guys aren't in the portal, is that what you mean? Yeah. What about yeah, Arch, Most of those guys Arch don't Manning. leave their university after they just yeah. went 11-1? There's no conversation that, uh, from what I understand, there's no entertaining a conversation for a, for a guy that's going to come in with two or three years to play. Because you do that, you are telling yeah. you are telling you one guy in the quarterback room. Then you wind up with one guy. You're Corey Dennis and this kid in the quarterback. You're telling Devin. You're telling well, maybe, maybe not. Well, you're telling Devin Brown. Maybe not that. That's a whole nother You're thing. telling Devin yeah. Brown, Lincoln Keynells, and Aaron Nolan to move on. And if one of the conversations Austin and Bill had on Sunday was Ryan Day and his sometimes refusal to acknowledge that maybe he did a misstep, right? Well, this is not that. This if you take a freshman quarterback like Dante Moore. You are throwing away one, two, three, four cycles of quarterback recruiting. But what if Dante Moore is really good? 
But what if he completed 54% of his passes and had 11 touchdowns and nine interceptions? I bet future? the fans would love There's it. a lot what of if he played? What if he played for Ryan Day's best friend and he has a pretty good idea about whether or not he's actually... I thought everybody told me Chip was getting fired at UCLA. That's what that's what UCLA said. I'll tell you what. Changed their mind last Monday. <laughs> he threw us a pretty ball. I wonder why. He's a very good passer. The, the problem is you have one year to develop him where you would have no backups behind him. That you'd have to go out and get another Tristan Jebbia or Gunnar Hoke or someone like that, and then you have one year, and then he gets another year, and then he's gone. So what what is the value of that? You are not going to wipe away four years of quarterback recruiting because you've already thrown out the 2021 class with Cal McCord leaving. Then you throw out the 2022 class with Kevin Brown leaving. leaving. Then you throw out the 2023 class with Lincoln Keynotes leaving and the 2024 class by telling Aaron Nolan you're not going to have a chance to start here for three years. What None of those guys are staying. So now you're down to one quarterback, and it's a guy that completed – 54% of his passes and threw nine interceptions to 11 touchdowns. Yeah. But the fans will be excited when he signs here. This is the problem. The fundamental problem is that people don't understand what you're asking for. And if the expectation, and this is something we talked about before we started, Comacore's numbers, and I understand fully that he was inconsistent throughout this year. Prior to Dwayne Haskins' arrival at Ohio State in 2018, and that season he had in well, Kyle would have been the best quarterback That's, we've this seen in years. This season that years. Kyle McCord had would be the, maybe the second it's best people. quarterback season of all time yeah. behind Troy Smith in 2006. That's 100% accurate. <laughs> so the the standard is the standard line, which I is The standard BS. was elevated, though. It, it, it's elevated to a point that is unreachable every year. I don't year. know. You cannot hit it every year. Why not? You that's cannot a, that's have not a, what she said. I mean, but there's nobody really in college, even, even in general. Let's forget about just in the portal. There was nobody in college football that had Dwayne, Justin Fields, yes. and C.J. Stroud numbers I mean, this year. Like, period. Kyle McCord's QBR, which is a skewed stat because it's based on... It's all skewed. All these numbers are skewed. You is, use is, them was higher than Caleb Williams. I mean... Caleb Williams fumbled a lot. Yep. Well, that doesn't include in the QBR, does it? Yeah, I think so. Whatever. Turnover worthy. I'm play. saying, now, nobody in their right mind would say, I'd rather have Kyle McCord than Caleb Williams this year. But... If Caleb look, Williams probably would have rather been on this team. Than probably, yeah, yeah. But if you look at just sheer numbers and you look no, at the metrics, like Comicord's year was was significantly better metrics-wise than eye test-wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it gets confusing. But I, I've seen all day on Monday Florida morning, State's year was maybe better metrics-wise yeah. than, mm, than the eye test-wise. What State good fans did that all, do for him? I've seen Ohio State fans all morning. Who, the same people who were clamoring for Devin Brown to play all year. It's the irony of all ironies. Now saying Ohio State needs to pass Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz and bring in someone else. So, like, when, what a surprise. when will you ever be happy? When you win a national championship. <clears throat> will you? For a short period of time. Because <laughs> until the next year comes, and then they're all going to be miserable. Because then those quarterbacks suck the next year, remember? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. They weren't good enough. It goes. I get it. Bench Bench Cardell Jones. Bench JT Barrett. Bench Cardell Jones. Bench again. them all. It's Braxton. Like, it's, Braxton. Never, yeah. it's never good enough. Well, and that's why we love Ohio State. The passion. I think it's actually <laughs> the excitement. Did you Kyle McCord in his drama. in his Twitter statement? Uh, he posted a graphic, you know, uh, announcing <clears throat> his uh, intentions, and it said, "Ohio State fans, your passion is what makes playing in Columbus great." And, uh, and I, it is. Look, man, hey, what are you, are you trying to say? Make college football great again? I love. <laughs> I, I think that the decision here is something that will benefit both sides long-term. I don't believe, after watching what has happened to Kyle McCord this year, that mentally he would be able to handle another season at Ohio State. And I, I'm people out there, oh, he's soft, whatever. No, that's not true. Like, what he's been, uh, the way he's been attacked this year is oh, yeah. un, unbelievable. Uh, but Ohio State can do better at quarterback than the play they got this year. So, 
now the question is, how much of this falls on Ryan Day to have an option uh, and that is a, that's going to be better? And this is, Ryan Day knows if he doesn't beat Michigan next year, none of this is mattering anyway. He mm-hmm. won't be at Ohio State after yeah. next season if he doesn't beat Michigan in November. Uh, so what happens from here to now? Like everything is much heavier weighted than it was a month ago. Well, it shouldn't be because we got rid of our problem. <laughs> Everything should be better now. Let me ask you this. What are we doing? What The other guys getting in the portal, mm-hmm. that expected everyone else to got in there, Brown and uh, Turner. Yeah, a lot of Kai secondary Stokes. guys. I mean, Stokes was kind of, the, kind of the guy two years. I, he had one of the best at, springs of yeah, anybody. Spring ball, like we're kid we're was thin be he, had a, he had a Bam Childers spring for sure. But uh, you – you are thin, but it's a position where I think the Buckeyes, if they're being honest, which the coaches there do try to be honest, probably told Kai Stokes, we're going to go out and find someone else. And say Jihad he, Carter? I mean. They already did that and didn't work out last year. So, you know, you, I think there's actually. A quad contusion. We, we're going to jump all over the place here as far as the conversation. But the idea that Ryan Turner and Jair Brown are leaving should actually provide us a little bit of a silver lining for Ohio State. Because Jordan's because coming it means back? Jordan Hancock very likely is returning. That would be good. That would be big. You put Jordan nice. and, uh, and Jermaine Davidson, Matthews and Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Pitbull Matthews, Jermaine Dupree Matthews, where the party at? Like, I like that. I like yeah. that crew there. Hopefully, so this is why I looked at the it. other. The other part of that, Bob, is like this number had to be that large because Ohio State is was. Like half a dozen over the scholarship. Those numbers numbers. aren't real anymore. They are. They have as many scholarships. You know why? Because you you don't need to have your 85 scholarships. You just pay guys. They just pay their tuition. We're going to take care of your tuition. You're not on a walk on. There's no such thing as eligibility anymore. I understand that. That's what I'm saying with the other rules. What what are we doing? You had to have players leave if you were going to make moves coming in. Like that was a mandatory situation. Dylan Gabriel's played five seasons of college football. This is his second team, and he's transferring to a third team for his sixth year of college football. Of course. When does eligibility run out? It doesn't. Like it's it's pointless. when the teams don't want you anymore. And then <laughs> yeah. You're not like, good enough to go to the well NFL. Enough to go to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. And then they tell you you're too old. Actually, we're going to go with something. But younger. COVID, sir, you are 28 well, years the, old. You have to leave. That's the hey. worst part. The NFL's like, you know, we, we thought we, we we see you versus a guy who's 20. We're going to take the 20 year old. College football's like, well, we see you versus the guy who's 24. We're going to take because experience matters. Yeah, it's happened in the NFL. Well. Because then you get to the point where you start breaking down. Quarterback's a little bit different. We've blurred the lines. What's his name? Uh, Towns. Uh, Seth Towns? Seth Towns is playing the ninth year. Well, t- Oregon's tight end that had the one-handed touchdown on Friday night is coming back for his ninth season at Oregon really? year. Is it really oh. his ninth? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. I mean, Bo Nix is, what, six or seven, right? I mean, I like hope that he's got multiple games. degrees, a lot of stuff. <laughs> you would think. It'd be I mean, like uh, Stetson Bennett, who didn't even graduate. He was he was in college for like. I mean, six my years, brother was at my brother seven. was at OU for six years. He got medical and Most everything, but he actually doctors. graduated with a ma- like undergrad master's, half of another. I was like, okay, dude, you you utilized your time well uh, there. The f- on other things though, like I've heard some positive news. Were some guys we're that- not allowing positive news. <laughs> That's well, all hold doomsday. On. Hold on, of just well, this was I heard this kind of going into the weekend where. You mentioned Jordan Hancock. Potentially, you know, I think a lot of people thought JT Tuimolau was gone. Maybe he returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody Simon, who ran on senior day, I was like, man, you come back. You get the guy I think he might be mm-hmm. returning, which, like, those are That's experienced big, yeah. guys mm-hmm. who are good, especially at positions where you need depth and you could be a little thin. I feel like maybe defensively they'll be a little healthier now than what they would have been otherwise. Yeah, there's not all of the draft advisory word feedback is in but some of the preliminary conversations for Ohio State and a lot of these people that we projected in August 
Uh, definitely top ten. Pick. We had we had eleven top six, ten picks. Six guys, <laughs> six guys in the top thirty-two. Like all, it is. Here's the annual reminder: it is really, really hard to be a first-round draft pick. Well, here's the other uh, annual reminder: what do you the, know about that? The only people that, I don't know that anybody knows the only anything people about that. that know, <laughs> the only people that I tell guys this all the time. The only people that their opinions matter are the ones that hold that the picks. Going to do that, not none of the other people. Mm-hmm. Like, how many yeah. guys has Mel Kiper I mean, drafted? John, <laughs> John Gruden and Mike Mayock are no longer in the NFL, so the Buckeyes in the first round is, are dropping. Period. It, yeah. And I would and I would add to this conversation that they have started giving better, more accurate feedback. It used to be when they'd go one through seven, you would get like eighty players were getting first round grades. Well, guess what? You, there aren't eighty mm. spots in the first round. What? You'd have seventy-five guys getting second-round grades. Well, guess what? There's only that. Now you're at one hundred. They should give about spots. twenty guys a first-round first grade. Round. And so that's what they've started <laughs> doing. They've done a better job of it. That they say basically like first, second, or go back to school. Like they they tell my thing is like somewhere between probably twenty and forty. They, that was my senior, obviously coming out. But it's like, well, people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, probably not going to go in the first half of the first round, probably second half of the first round, or top of the second, like maybe sliding a little lower. Like that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't like, oh, yeah, you said, oh, we love them, we love them, we love them. Yeah, but are you going to pick them? Yep. Mm-hmm. And you that's, can like them, but do you actually need them or will you take them? And the way that it seems from the people that I've talked to inside the Woody about what is going on with this feedback, Marv is here. There's yes. absolutely no question about that. Uh, Denzel, maybe right here. And then virtually everybody else, including great players like JT. Julian Fleming just announced he's going to the portal as well. Okay. Well, that's more news. Why would he go in the portal? What a strange choice there. Anyway, so count that as another guy coming back. Well, I mean, Uh, if you're going to use that extra year, I don't know why you wouldn't just use it at Ohio State. But uh, anyway. There's no he's throwing the ball next year, so the point was go find out. Julian was not in this NFL conversation, but even guys who are very good college, very very good college players, and or had mm-hmm. strong second half of the years like JT and Jack, uh, a Cody Simon, I mean Jordan Hancock, and Reed they're, Carico. they're still not getting first round feedback, and if you don't get that, the opportunity Ohio State does a, still a very good job with NIL for the current roster, and there's got to be at some point, I think some investment in that brotherhood to get things fixed and to beat Michigan and to win a Big Ten championship, which the 2021 class is not done. And I think that that's the other fascinating part of this December with the decisions for these guys. They don't have to do that, but I think it would be another negative storyline for this program if nobody decides to do what a handful of guys for Michigan did two years ago in 2021 to come back to actually flip it. You look, I mean, historically at Ohio State, that's happened a handful of times. You know, we had... Some of the guys in my class came back. You know, AJ came back. Mike Doss came back. Mike Doss came back, <laughs> led to a national championship. You'll look four years later, you know, James uh, James Laronitis, Malcolm Jenkins, those guys come back. You know, and, and when you come back, it doesn't always guarantee, no, no, no. you know, the success. And you some of the guys that chose to come back this year. But I'm like, you were right there. You had it all in front of you. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. But that was positive and encouraging to see that Julian Fleming, that was a little interesting to kind of see that happen. There. I think this is a byproduct of losing your starting quarterback. Now, if you're a fourth, you're going to be a fifth year wide receiver coming back next year. I'm sorry, fourth, no, 2022, fifth year for, for Julian. If he was to return, you're now not sure about who your quarterback's going to be. Uh, you got the ball thrown to you 24 times or something this year. 
despite the fact that I, I know that there was an attempt by the Ohio State staff to get him the ball more often. It didn't happen. He did a good job when he got the uh, ball. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got a good film. He didn't score a touchdown his senior season at Ohio State. Like, that's a tough tough road to hold. Then, like I said, you now don't know who your quarterback's going to be. Uh, it's The other option is, do you take a shot at the NFL, or do you go somewhere where you can be the future wide receiver and, and have a shot? He's not <laughs> going to be the future wide receiver at Ohio State next year with Carnell Tate and potentially Jeremiah Smith. So, it sucks because this is the problem with college football now. Like you don't have leaders that stick around. There are guys who have opportunities and they're going to go get them. Ohio State, if you're the Buckeyes and you have an NIL decision to make between Jeremiah Smith and Julian Fleming, where's that going? Yeah. Wait, are we going to get Jeremiah Smith? I mean, he's still oh. still committed to Ohio State. There's certainly is, wide open room for him to play. Where's his? Here. Where is the berm crystal ball at on that? He's still committed to Ohio State. What is this? That's like you're up there. The, uh, he has no reason to you stay sound like you sound like answer. Bobby Petrino. I'm the coach. He's, I'm the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He's committed to Ohio State, and nothing has changed for his his future at Ohio State. Brian okay. Hartline's still there. Ryan Day's still there. I don't think that. Yeah, he, hasn't he said as long as those two are there, I, he's going to be? I mean, yeah, but I'm kidding. Well, don't shit yes. all the time. But but the the point is, I don't. Leon said that you know they don't. You know, leave you, you, you your girlfriend. What I'm saying is that I I think that there was actually bizarrely. In the Jeremiah Smith conversation, people who were holding Kyle McCord against him and saying, "Well, that's going to be your quarterback." That's you. So it's all it's all lost in the wash, one way or the other. Mm. You know what's not? I need a nap. Yeah, this is yeah. this is not Maybe good. A cigarette. The sport is is. Or I just need some, need some of these. We're gonna onion fuel right now with mm. onion feathers. Onion feathers and the pluck you sauce. It's my favorite. <laughs> so delicious. Delicious, Three crispy, golden dollars. When do you get those, Bob? Three dollars win. Three dollars on Appetizer Thursday, which also translates in English to Appetizer Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> so right there, everywhere, sauce is great. It's got some horseradish. I always get forget the sauce going. name. The boom boom saucers. No, well, the plucky the clucking, sauce. Clucking, I, clucky I, sauce. Officially, <laughs> officially, it's supposed to be feather sauce, I believe. But I don't like that as much as plucking sauce. Right? I, mean, I agree. I think the plucking. It's got to be done. We should do some work there. All right. We're going to take a break. We're also going to buy some Roosters gift cards during the break. Because if you get $50 in Roosters gift cards, you get a $10 Roosters buck for you. You get to give and receive at the same time. It's like the lucky Pierre. You can't use until after January. Yes. You still get to use them. You treat yourself in the new year after January. It's a wonderful stocking stuffer, and you got to start thinking about that right now. It's It's December. To tell people the fine print. You're right about that. All right, we're going to take a break. We are at Roosters. We're in the Horseshoe Lounge. It is a fun, casual joint. We'll be right back. There's nothing like the holidays, and we at Roosters have been busy preparing for the season. So grab Grandma, all the cousins, and that one really goofy uncle and let us host you for the holidays. We'll do the cooking and cleaning, and we'll even help you with the shopping. For every $50 in Roosters gift cards you purchase, you'll receive a $10 Roosters buck. What's better than giving and receiving? Roosters, your fun, casual holiday joint. All right, welcome back into the Horseshoe Lounge at Roosters. It is going to be fun and casual in this joint moving <laughs> forward. So Sunday, my question to Ryan Day, because I think that this is obvious. Let's set aside the actual roster management. That's going to be a nonstop conversation until the portal window closes and then probably beyond that. Because the window is open, because National Signing Day is in what, Berm 16 days? Uh, and 14 days. coaches can be on the road. I personally thought, hey, if 
Ryan Day, if you are interested in thinking about making a coaching change, wouldn't it be prudent to do that now? You're not playing for a college football playoff championship. You need to send coaches on the road. There seems to be one move that I think all of us can pretty much agree on, which is Parker Fleming being removed as special teams coordinator. Oh, don't be lumping me in with everybody you're, you're out. You're not in on that? I'm not firing anybody. You're not firing anybody. Well, I don't, think it's, thing, else I don't think it's a thing okay. of firing. It's a thing of making room for somebody that we or James really Lerner. want to keep I, on listen, staff, I right? think James. I think that's what it's going to I think It's James, a numbers game. I feel like James wants to be here. I feel like there will be the opportunity for him to be here. All right, I will not include you in this, Bob. You're not firing. You're not. I'm not saying that. You don't ever want there might not might. I understand. A change has to be made, and so but I think okay. that's the more. I don't want to put you in a special in a teams spot were not as good be. as you would have liked them to have been this year, and or the previous that. two games in a year ago, the ones that were the most important. Some would say. So I'm. Just, so I will kind of look. I'll just say it right here. I think it's the most obvious move. It's one that can be made with very little discomfort. There are enough quality control and analysts, and you don't lose coaches. anything on the recruiting trail. You don't risk like upsetting, pissing off players that are. That are coming to play so that's, for that's that guy. That's simple. What's okay? So you're going to put that as one a easiest move in your mind to make. You do a straight one for one swap, uh, Laronitis for and you, a phlegm, and you let Keenan Bailey absorb the special teams coordinator title. Yeah, which no you worked on under Urban Meyer with him. And so I think that's one a. One uh, b. If we're talking about the first half of the show and the opportunities in the portal and everywhere else and recruiting and managing the, that position moving forward, Corey Dennis's contract is expired. We just went through this with Parker Fleming a year ago. I would think... Do we make Kyle McCord the quarterback's coach? He's got to be in, <laughs> be in, the, conversation. in the conversation. But, I mean, there are uh, former Buckeyes that I think could be in that conversation, like Kenny Guyton and JT What about Barrett. Joe Thomas Barrett the third, fourth? I, I'm a, I would say I'm probably higher on Kenny Guyton on that pecking order, at least okay. for me, because of his experience at multiple stops at the college level. This year, he actually called plays for the awesome coordinator. There. It's a pretty big deal. He played at the position at Ohio State. If you want someone invested, would in the you program. like him to have another year to learn with the tutelage of Bobby Petrino? No, no. I think you both need to get as out of a there player, before. both as a as a coach and as a man. I think you can get him out of there before probably Bobby better. Teach him how to ride a motorcycle. So the opportunity is there. Kenny Guyton would be available. I don't know what'll happen. I I I love JT Barrett. Maybe both of them could do that. He is just they can both come. I like that. How about that? I, I don't know. There are ways to get analysts into the building, right? I mean, oh, yeah, you just say we're going to hire him as an analyst. Anyway, I, I think that waiting until after the bowl game with as early as the coaching carousel spins, I think is probably, and with all the other things going on in December, I think waiting on that doesn't seem ideal to me. The thing is, if you did go after JT, that would be a timeline issue. <clears throat> Not Kenny. But not for Kenny. That's I understand because JT there. Again, that's why JT. If you're looking to to bring him along into the program in an analyst role or as the assistant QB coach after uh, February when the Lions win the Super Bowl, then that's fine. Oh, snuck snuck in a bold P there. Why not? I love it. Here's the (laughs) once they beat the Bengals. Here's here's the reality. What you have to deal with with Ryan Ryan Day has been the quarterbacks coach for the starting quarterback for the last couple years, right? I wonder how much of the lack of development from uh, for Comcord heading into this season, because I don't think he was ready to, when this th- season started, period, is the fact that Ryan Day had not been really working with him the last two years. And so now you head into the next three weeks of preparing Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz for what I would assume will be split reps in the Cotton Bowl. 
you let Ryan Day work with it's those exciting. guys. You let Ryan <laughs> Day so let Ryan Day and Todd Fitch work with those guys over the next three weeks. You don't, and this is going to sound harsh, and it's not meant to. You don't need Corey Dennis, like Aaron Nolan, who's committed to Ohio State, admitted because of Corey Dennis. is not committed to come play for Corey Dennis. Oh. He's committed to come play quarterback for Ryan Day. Tavian St. Clair in the class of 2025 is not committed to come play for Corey Dennis. You are going to because he's a Buckeye. Corey Dennis is a great guy. Like I like Corey a lot, uh, but. If you're a quarterback around the country and you're asked, okay, are you going to play for the, He was a walk-on wide receiver at Georgia Tech. Doesn't mean he can't be a good coach. He was Calvin Johnson. Doesn't mean he can't be a good coach. Doesn't mean he can't be a good quarterback's coach. Mm-hmm. But if you're walking into the situation, do you not want to play for a guy that's played football and played quarterback at Ohio State? Would that not be better? It would help. Like I mean, the position knowledge is easier gained when that's the position you played. I mean, it doesn't mean you need to be that guy, but I think it helps. It helps for recruiting. And the reason that Ryan Day promoted Corey Dennis three years ago is because Corey Dennis was going to teach the offense and teach the quarterback the way Ryan wanted. That's, But it doesn't matter if you can, you know, the old saying, those who can't do teach. Like, it doesn't mean you can, you, what you're teaching is hitting the same way and resonating the same way. Like, it, it's just hits diff. It hits different is what I'm saying. So, um, if, you, if, if you're looking at a guy and he's telling you, do this, do this, and then your response as a young player is, "Did you? Like that's harder to that's harder to buy into." I don't think James. Lord you know Hines what my dad would have said on that? He'd say, "Listen, we can have a conversation about this, or you see Elf on the shelf up there. I'm going to get the guy beside him called Belt on the shelf, <laughs> and you're going to do what you're told." I'm not sure that Corey Dennis is big into corporal punishment. <laughs> well, hit the weight room. And then when someone's willing to challenge your alpha status in the room, like do, Fink was our linebacker coach. Do you think coach. that JT, you really you think think JT or Kenny's going to have that problem? Well, uh, Kenny's pretty thin. Do you think Kenny needs a sandwich? Kenny, Kenny might won be over the Ohio State locker room in 2012. Oh, he's the best. I love Kenny. There were, you know, I'm not going to pick him for my like Gangs of New York no. fight squad. There was a large percentage of people in the in the locker room in 2012 who wanted Kenny Guyton to be the full-time quarterback. Like, believe me, I... Like, you guys, you guys are driving a shizzle. Who are you drafting for your gangs of New York? I would squad. take JT. He's okay. a net. That's what I thought. Cardell's got, Cardell's getting pretty beefy now. He's got some some girth to him. Okay, that's two. You want we, you want that whole room to come in and start going back? Probably if you've done it. Ever, probably Mike Tomczak. JT's coming talk, into is the this room. Just only quarterbacks. Let's go. I mean, Bobby, Tommy Tupa, Mike Tomczak. Mm-hmm. Tomczak's a little Tomczak's crazy. A little crazy. He's he's like, you don't know. He's a wild card man. He is a wild card. He's a wild just line him up. Monday, Cardale is teaching. Tuesday's Jay Z's day. Wednesday, Troy's coming in. Yeah. Terrell's coming in on Thursday to talk about running. Is he allowed on? The only the only way I would let him come in. Jay Z teaches is if he brought in. Guest speaker uh, Terrence Downing with him. Oh, of course. To talk, to talk about offensive football. And really just like TJ over the weekend. <laughs> Professor <laughs> Downing. Oh, called a couple state championship games. The yeah, okay. he, he was up there, yeah. Did they carry you out when they won? <laughs> no. It was exciting, though. What was the celebration like? It was pretty It was pretty wild. What does I, the guy I from did, Orville know about Massillon football? Massillon. Well, you know, I did play there a couple years, Berm. It's probably before you I were recall. into recruiting. But, I, uh, incorrect. No. <laughs> I told you, Burns was still in high school, dude. Incorrect. For years. Even I, before he got I always thought you looked like that one dude who stood on the corner hey, up at Massillon. He, he keeps getting older. I was, I was very, very excited when you committed to play football at Ohio State, Justin. Uh, okay, yeah, so, so we've got quarterbacks. We've got um, quarterbacks, coach. You're looking at a couple Buckeyes. We have have a one-for-one swaparoo with the Leonidas, who just had a birthday, by the way. Yesterday. What a great yeah. birthday, birthday present. For him, Jake Ballard also had a birthday. Mm-hmm. Birthday Buckeye. season. Riley Jeffers had a birthday yesterday. There you go. Um, 
any other move, any moves specifically on the defensive side that you are prognosticating? Well, I'm not going to predict them anymore because this has been the conversation. Because you've been wrong every time. I thought the information I reported was correct and accurate and then did not come to fruition. So did Herb Street yeah. when he reported that uh, Les so, Miles was going to take Michigan. So I can't I can't sit here and say that, Situations that I was changed. right. Yeah. I wasn't because it did not happen. It has been an ongoing conversation with the defensive line and Larry Johnson for multiple years. And so I'm just not going to predict it. Does losing the defensive tackle out of uh, Chicago impact that at all? No. I mean, you, you lose... I think it should be part of I mean, it because it's the recruiting part of the conversation. issues are, are mounting. It's part of the conversation, but it's also because of NIL and because of how obvious the reason is that this happens, uh, I think it does in some ways take the the responsibility off of the position coaches when they lose key guys. Um, but I think it's also worth noting that like position coaches like Brian Hartline, for example, haven't lost key guys in this age of NIL. So maybe I heard a coach who does a really good job in spite of NFL NIL say those guys that complain about that those are for the inferior <clears throat> coaches excuses they make. It's I think that there are people who and this is not exclusive to Larry Johnson in the Ohio State football building. There are coaches in that building who still believe that everything they've always done will continue to work because it's always worked and it is clear evidence wise that that's not the case. Things are changing, and you better be able to adapt. And that's not an individual problem necessarily. That's an entire culture problem at Ohio State. There is a belief that the way it's always been done is good enough. We will win games. We will be elite. And to this point, the evidence hasn't necessarily refuted that. But time is kind of a flat circle. Ticking is what I was going to say. The clock is running out on that concept. Uh, this is not... 2014 anymore. This Did is you not, say text Abo Sweeney? I'm not going to text Abo Sweeney. <clears throat> this, but this is not the same era. This is not Urban Meyer walking into a living room and saying, you're going to play football at Ohio State, and this is why, because I'm Urban Meyer, and you're the best, and I'm the best, and it's going to be <clears throat> that's we'll not, be the best together. Like That's not how it goes anymore. Like, did he break all the signs and stuff? Yeah, excited, yeah. That's what Urban does. <laughs> that's what Urban did. But that's not life anymore. Like life now You ever is, heard a bunch of rings pounded on a table mm, before? Yeah. That's right. They sound like money. Because that's what matters. <laughs> they sound like money. Okay. So when you lose key players like a top 10 ranked defensive tackle in the country, a top 10 overall player, it's because in his commitment graphic, there's a giant pile of money. And are we sure, certain that that was cash in the back? <laughs> I mean, I've seen cash before. That much? No. <laughs> Looks like a big pile. Looks like a big pile. It, it's it's not a secret as to what it's about. The The, the, the days of relationships getting you through the rocky times of a coach player relationship are over. Like it's, it's not, and that's, that's the same for the guys in the building. Now it's not even just for recruiting. Like you have to recruit your players every single day. And that is absolutely backwards. I think for the way that most coaches believe they should have to operate. This isn't what anyone signed up for. And I don't know how long it can last this way. Hmm. Before you lose a lot of really good coaches, and you are then instead seeing programs run by the third uncles that you've been trying to avoid getting into the building. So it becomes college basketball. Perfect. I think. I think. But that's different. That's only seven or eight guys you got to pay. This is eighty-five. Like that's a different world. So the 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 amount of money that is required to sustain that success is substantially different than basketball. And so you either have to do it 
the way that the SEC has always done it, where you just don't care about any rules and you just pay people however much you want underneath the table, on top of the table, on the side of the table, give them the table, whatever. <laughs> I like that. Like, that's how they've always operated. So they're very, very comfortable doing that now in this era where it's permitted. Uh, and schools like Ohio State, who certainly have not been immune to, like, you know, breaking a law here or there prior to their Meyer tenure. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, with a Y or an I? Which one? Prior. I mean, both. Okay. That's touche. Uh, <laughs> like, you got to figure out what you want to do. And I, I don't know that Ohio State wants to go down that path. Oof. What do you mean once? Well, they have We're to getting now. really close we need to, to get big government berm hopping out here. We need some federal oversight. <laughs> well, I mean, that's obvious. Some legislation. There has to be federal involvement in college football. Otherwise, what's the point? What could go wrong getting yeah. federal government involved? I'm from the government, see, and I'm here to help. I think you're going to see NIL. That's the best word you could ever hear. Just kicked out of the, uh, they just kicked out of Congress. What's he up to? He could maybe George Santos? He's George a, Santos. A, George Santos. Actually, he knows all about the player. money. In actually, George Santos uh, has already run NIL for six or seven different programs. They said it right on his resume. World-class volleyball player. The guy's a liar. That's yes, why it's a joke. He's a liar. Um, yeah. Here's the that. thing. I think that we will see probably in January NIL legislation come down where schools can get involved directly into the NIL, and you will see some of the collectives lose steam and importance, which will be very important for Ohio State in the way that they want to operate. So we'll we'll see if that passes in January. But that's what about the lawsuit? Where do you think that's going to play in in Oregon? I mean, is it is it a surprise? It's People not a surprise. are oh, we're not actually getting as much as the football players are. Really. <laughs> Phil Knight's not handing you over you that money? Don't say. Huh, strange. That's, that's huh. absolutely crazy. I would have never suspected that. Wow. How much revenue is your women's basketball program bringing into, yeah. your, into your university? It was like well, rowing and something. Well, probably oh, more so than tennis so and golf. I think they do have a pretty good women's basketball program. Not that good. Still not making money. Name me one player <laughs> on the Oregon's women's basketball team. No, you can't do it. I'm out. You got me. You stumped me. Um, Kudos to Kevin McGuff on a big win at hey, Tennessee. Yeah. Let's go. Smoke the Bucks. Him, by the way. Let's go. 20 points. What do you guys think of this matchup? I Let's think Chris Holtman's doing a great job. I, I love uh, – I, I think this is going to be a, a nice a nice little game. I mean, here's the thing. This is what concerns you is Missouri, you feel like, is excited to be this mm, game. Means 100%. Everything. This means this, a lot. This is, Missouri. This, is, this is Purdue going to the Rose Bowl. This is their chance to beat Ohio I mean, I'm State. being real about that. And they've got – Schaefer, is it Cody? Are you Schaefer, Corey? They're running back. I'm trying to think. Uh, they got good players. But he, dude, he's a really he's good solid, running yeah. back. The, running his, back, the his, quarterback's really good. His story is great. They're tough. They're physical. I watched them manhandle Georgia. Luther Burden may People be one of the two or three best, best receivers, receivers in the country. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that's a game that means everything to them. It means nothing to Ohio State. It is going to be like, you know when we've talked in the past about having uh, scrimmages for the spring game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what this is for Ohio State. Yeah. Like, and you're going to see players playing. You're like, what in the? Is that guy on the field for? But this guy, the hell is Happy Gilmore? <laughs> <What> the <hell? laughs> so that's how you're going to – I mean, it's not even similar to the 2021 Rose Bowl because you're not going to have the quarterback out there. Yeah. You're not going to have – I mean, the, the, you, legends of, the legend of Zelda, yeah, the you, Oscarina of time, Lincoln, Link. Lincoln Tunnel. But it'll, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a nice test for the defense, mm-hmm. which – if reading the tea leaves looks like that defense will be largely comprised as it was at the beginning of the year, and they're going to have to be able to stop the run. Mm-hmm. And so that'll Do be you a think nice Lathan th- will come back and play just to get a shot to have a final game? That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. I wonder, like, because I mean, obviously we don't expect, um, you know, Denzel Burke 
uh, we would probably predict. I would he think that play. he's probably young. Tommy probably wouldn't play. Um, um, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 here's my thing: Do you want him to play? Or, I, think, I think it's important. I think, I think you're coming. Hicks. I think you're coming at it from a different place than like would oh. these guys want to play their last. Yeah, game philosophically, Ohio State's going to have to make it. But decision. Who, here's the thing: If Tommy doesn't play, and like you got, Cody, that, you got Cody, I understand CJ, you have Cody. I don't know if some of those guys are prepared to play in a game like this. Tommy wasn't Against prepared to play in the Rose Bowl in 2021. I understand that. But till the second half when he was like, oh, I can actually play football at this level. I'm just, I don't know if, unless, because <laughs> they will be unrelenting with the run. I've watched this Missouri team two or three times this year, pretty close. 38-minute game and we're on our way home. <laughs> I'm just saying. Praise God. And I, and I, I think if those guys want to play in that game, they should have the ability to play. I agree. Them. I agree. I'm not saying they shouldn't play. I'm just saying Ohio State philosophically may have to make a decision as to what that game's going to be about. I think that game, you owe it to the guys who, some of those guys chose to come back and play. All right, you're targeting my heartstrings. Damn I'm, just telling, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you, you ask these guys to come back and play for another season, you can't just tell them okay. in the final we're game. Send we're it not in on gonna, the last yeah. game because not only have you yeah, lost to Michigan the last three years, especially after telling me you can't play in the senior bowl in a senior game, I, in, you know, senior day you, game. I get it, yeah, but you lost your bowl game last year, and it was oh, a CFP game. It's but not like, going to be good on Ryan if this, they go and lose this game and just take this well, as that's a, the weird now part. He's gonna, unless he unless he plays that as a. We're going to see what we have for next year, guys. Don't worry about it. I think it. no matter what play. you do, you're playing it that way. I think you're playing it that way, but I don't think people are well, still going to accept the no, result either way. No, they're not going to, yes. You lost Just because Missouri. we're trying to feel it out. Yeah, this if is Missouri. This was, isn't. I remember that conversation happening when all the opt-outs came, you know, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and I believe Haskell Garrett, and like going into that Rose Bowl, and everyone's like, well, who cares? Get ready for the future. And then you're down 21 to 7. Mm. And like, what the hell is going <laughs> what are they on? Doing out here? The Buckeyes are on the field. <laughs> yeah. You got to be you giving your all. You got to be winning. But you think about a guy like Haskell Garrett, right? Like, you didn't, you chose to not play in the Rose Bowl yeah. for some reason. Like, the, these opt outs are sort of dumb. I, I mean, I'm I le- kind of wish they would have played Georgia or Oregon. I like, 100% wanted either of those. Well, and I'm very puzzled. As to how that did not happen, or for Florida, the Cotton or even Florida State, that they did. Been, they could have picked. Well, they were. They could have picked Ball five other matchups. In. They couldn't get Florida State, and they didn't want to go to the Orange Bowl. They were glad that Georgia lost that game. But the Cotton Bowl and the selection committee could have picked four other matchups before getting to Missouri. And I don't. He could have had Oregon. Could have Oklahoma. Could have had Ole Miss, and they picked. Which is Oklahoma is another one surprising proximity wise. They would the travel road. down there, mm-hmm. and it's two big brands. Instead, it's Ohio State and Missouri, and it'll be one of the least interesting parts of December, but we will be looking forward to it. Berm's already mm. excited to get down. Well, I one just more mean Buckeyes it, game this year. Once it gets here on the 29th, there's going to be great interest, and, and I'll, I'll be ready. Ex- excited to watch it. I love football. But there's so much else going on around this program The right good now. news is it's the 29th, so the players mm. get to leave and spend Christmas in Dallas. That is, that is the, the and best they part get, And they get to be home for New Year's. Yeah. So well, get, to get yeah. home. And we, went down, we went down to Metro. Remember that? It is the only one time. It's the only time we got to do the, the, the Alamo Bowl. <laughs> we got to get back. We, I mean, it was a trade-off. We spent. We spent. It was uh, great. Christmas. You got your New Year's back, but you yeah. lost your Christmas. If, well, you guys, if you guys wouldn't have beaten Oklahoma State that game, oh my gosh! Can you imagine how different your like next year would have been? There was That's what I'm of, saying. You look at a game. There was momentum. Yeah, but we were pretty good at the end of that year. Yeah, we smoked We had grown up a lot. But you look at a game season. like this, and people on the outside will say it doesn't matter. It does. But it does matter to I, win. And I will say this. It matters. Even the win, 
And I, I don't, I think you can have some program momentum coming in. There's a little bit of that. And we, you know, we'll get into that. You know, how much, how important is it to win these games? Can they carry over? I think there can be positivity from it within the program and the training and all that. But as far as individual player momentum, I think that is paramount. Because if you go out there and you look at what Jackson, you know, Smith and Mm Jigger did. And Marvin. And Marvin, and like these guys, then all of a sudden, like well, we now know, we know what yeah. these guys are. Yeah. We know you're, if you're a defensive player and you play really well. Okay, well, look at this guy. Look at we can start to build things around what they do, and so I think mm-hmm. that that is critical for this game. You know, especially if you're a guy going in there and you're a quarterback here, and you haven't played at all. Yeah, you know, Devin Brown's played some. What can he do, Lincoln Keynotes? Like if you go in there and show him a lot of things, like all right, I mean. I'm not saying that you say that he's the answer, mm-hmm. but it makes you open your eyes a little more because just like Urban couldn't undo what he saw Dwayne Haskins do in the Michigan games, if you watch this guy do it in the game, mm. it's not a projection from practice anymore. Mm. And you mm. look at it from the, from those guys. like For the coaches, if you go out and see that, the, the next question, and to bring it back to the start of the show, like what you do at quarterback from there, Feels a whole lot different if you can feel leave that game with any confidence yeah. in what you have. Yeah, but before that game, though, you're going to have to make a decision, aren't you? If you're trying to get one of these portal guys, not you have a month. I mean, you, you not. I, no, I not that other people can't the go into the portal later we, on. The good but, news is that we play pretty early, so well, yeah, that's true. We're going to be done before a, a lot. Of days, <laughs> a couple days after. I think again, that's what it comes back to to me. Right? These high end guys, if that's what you're going to attack in the portal, they're not going to be in there forever. Yeah. Gonna so I mean, you're going to have to bring somebody in before a game, before bowl practice starts, and now you're going to have quarterbacks to go through bowl practice other than Tristan Gabbia. That's the question. Who can't throw because his arm is falling off first. He did actually throw before the Michigan game, which I hadn't seen him do in several weeks. So that's well, that's hey, positive progress. Yeah. Maybe there will be one more quarterback right. It'd be to great. take some snaps. They have a 25-year-old <laughs> starting quarterback. That could it be. I mean, uh, it's so we're looking to the future. I mean, here we go. <laughs> the maybe he, yeah, maybe he can get year number eight in college football. But I doubt it. But that brings us back to eligibility isn't a real thing in college football anymore. You can take that as uh, one of your big takeaways from the Horseshoe Lounge, the live show at Roosters. We appreciate you joining us, hanging out. That's Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. Hope you have a great week. We'll be right back in here next week with a different Appetizer Thursday. Get your onion feathers this week, and we'll see you then.